Grace and peace unto you, beloved. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad about it. Come on and give the Lord a great big hand of praise in your house, in your home, wherever you are. God is great and he is greatly to be praised. Amen, somebody. We bless the Lord for he is a great and awesome God. I thank God for this day and thank God for you joining us wherever you are, wherever you're joining us from, if you're in your bedroom, if you're in your living room, if you're in your kitchen, wherever you are, you ought to bless the name of the Lord because God is with us where we are right now. You know, I've been on vacation, but I'm here back now, and we thank God that while I've been away, we know that the service has continued. Why? Because nothing will stop or hinder the praise of our Lord. Amen. Listen, we're going to get ready and praise the Lord. The praise team is here. The band is here. And somebody here knows that God is able. I don't care what you're going through. God is able through sickness, through pain, through heartache, through rain. God is able. Can we bless the name of the Lord right now, praise team?
just really coming from 2 Corinthians 4, chapter 16 through 18, it really says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outward we are wasting away, yet inward we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that is far outweighed for we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you, Lord God, for this blessed day that you have allowed us to be here, that we're able to praise you and glorify your holy and precious name. We thank you, Lord God, for your son, Jesus Christ, and our Savior, Jesus Jesus. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that dwells within us, that empower us to do your holy will. Lord, we know that you are Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals, the only true God that can heal. Lord God, help us heal our minds, our bodies, our spirit, oh Lord God. Touch this church, this church community, this state, this country, oh Lord God. We know that you are able to do all things. Lord God, look upon us this day. Look upon the whole world as we go through this pandemic and heal our land. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. Anybody know the Lord is able? God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask, think, or imagine according to the power that's working within us. God is able. Amen. Amen. He is able. I don't care what you're going through. I don't know. That's just resonating with me this morning. Whatever you're going through, beloved, and I know it's getting rough out here. I know it's getting tough. And some parents have uh, started being teachers, y'all. I don't know if any of y'all teaching children right now. Amen. At home. Uh, somebody needs to tell your neighbor he's able. <laughs> he's able. He's able. He'll give you what you need to get through what you're going through. Amen. 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 God bless you. Listen, it's time that we share now in our giving and we want you to prepare now your gifts and your offerings. Some of you have already certainly mailed in and dropped your offerings off. But if you have not, you have the opportunity to give now in this, our tithe and offering period. Of course, you can always give uh, by way of our, our church app. You can text the number that is on your screen. Uh, however you choose to give, we ask that you do so liberally and cheerfully, for we know that God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. It's giving time. Won't you give now?
are the risen King. You are the risen King. Everybody, hallelujah. Have won. You have won the victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have won it all for me. You have won it all for me. Death could not keep victory.
Stay right there. Stay right there. Say it again. Oh, hallelujah. You have won the victory. Come on, put your hands together in here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, for the, the giver. Thank you for the ones that was able to give and the ones that was desired to give but weren't able to give, oh, Lord God. Bless them. Extend their territory, oh, Lord God. Bless now, Lord God, the, the, the gift that was given may be Increase full forth. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
My God, my God, my God, I love you. I love you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you that I love you more than anything. Anybody love him this morning? Anybody really love the Lord this morning? Do you, do you really love him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind? I love you, Jesus. I worship and I adore you. Just come to tell you this morning, God, more than anything, we love you. How great you are, God. Thank you for being with us on this morning. Bless his holy name. Anybody know the Lord is great this morning? Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God bless you. Listen, before we journey into the word on this morning, I simply want to uh, give some birthday wishes. I understand that we have someone who's celebrating a birthday today, 92 years old today, Sister Dorothy Peterson. And so God bless you. We wish you a happy birthday. Y'all type in happy birthday to Sister Dorothy Peterson, 92 years old today. God bless you and God keep you. Listen, we've got just a few prayer requests that we do want to lift up. Sister Mary Davis, uh, we received your prayer request asking for prayer for your brother-in-law, Otha Ware, uh, who's an ICU. We will be lifting Other up. Also, uh, in the hospital is Robbie Edwards. We ask that you be in prayer for Sister Robbie Edwards and Charity Kelly, who sends that prayer request in. Uh, we got a good report from uh, uh, Shanetta Goldman regarding Shelly. Shelly Goldman, Sister Goldman, is, is recovering well. You all continue uh, to pray for her. We know that God is able, amen, and God is, is lifting and, and healing, and so we thank God uh, for that, but continue to lift up Sister Goldman. Also, if you would, lift up uh, Deacon Driscoll Duvall. Deacon Duvall uh, lost his grandmother, Sister uh, Willie B. Duvall, on yesterday. Uh, she transitioned at the ripe old age of 99 years old. Bless the name of the Lord for good good life. Amen. She lived in Port Gibson, Mississippi. I don't have uh, any um, uh, information at this time regarding uh, arrangements, but when we do get that, we will let it be known to you. Amen. 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 Listen, you've uh, heard the word read earlier in your hearing by uh, Deacon Campbell, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. And there these words you will find recorded. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen. Amen. Listen, for just a few minutes, I want to talk to you this morning from the subject, the secret sauce of not giving up. The secret sauce of not giving up. Back in the, back in the late 70s and early 80s, uh, McDonald's masterfully marketed their signature sandwich, the Big Mac, uh, by putting the components of that sandwich to song. Uh, some of you remember the lyrics to that jingle. It went something like this. Two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed, 
Yeah, bun, bun. And for a long time, for a long time, that, that, that jingle uh, stayed in our minds and we could, we could sing it with the commercial. And, and it was the idea that, that, that the Big Mac was different from every other sandwich. Uh, but, but even though every sandwich had beef, even though every sandwich had, had, had the pickles and the onions and the lettuce and the cheese, every hamburger had all that. What set the Big Mac apart was the secret sauce. Y'all remember the secret sauce. It, it had a little bit of sweetness and a, and a little bit of twang to it. You can taste it right now. The, the secret sauce that they spread on the Big Mac. And that was the thing that made that sandwich different from every other sandwich. You know, but when someone refers to secret sauce now, it's not always something that goes on to food. I've heard musicians tell their production engineer to, to take a song after they were finished recording it and, and take it to the studio and put some of that secret sauce on it. Come on and talk to me if you can. I, I've, watched, I've watched a graphic artist take, take one of my photographs, and, and it was an okay photograph, but he said to me, Reverend, don't worry about it. After I take it to the lab and put some of this secret sauce on it, you're going to love it. Amen. I, I've, 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 I've seen some videographers take uh, a video and, and send that raw footage to editors and put some of the secret sauce on it. And, and when it comes back and all of the pieces are put together, it, it looks like a production out of New York. The secret sauce is that thing. It is that technique. It is that skill set. It is that unique approach to something that sets it apart and causes it to stand out from all the rest. And I, I want to suggest to you this morning that as a believer, my brothers and sisters, that you have, we have the secret sauce for not giving up. I want to encourage somebody this morning because all of us, if truth be told, all of us have felt like giving up at some point. Somebody's felt like giving up on their marriage felt like giving up on their job, felt like giving up on some project. You felt like giving up trying to make folk think right and act right and do right. Somebody has felt like giving up in their ministry position, felt like giving up on that person changing. Some student this morning, and I know it's just started college, but you've already felt like giving up, felt like dropping out, felt like changing majors because it's gotten to the hard part. Some activist has felt like giving up the fight and attending no more meetings and organizing no more demonstrations or leading no more causes. And if truth be told, some of us have felt like giving up on life itself. You don't have to admit it right now where everybody can see you. But, but I know and you know that for one reason or another, you had a moment, maybe two, when you felt like giving up. The challenge of it all, the struggle that comes with it, the, the hurt that's a part of it, the, the unpredictable things that always happen at the most inconvenient times, the feeling of being unappreciated, the constant fighting, the lack of attention, the being taken for granted, taken advantage of, makes you just want to give up. Giving up has gotten more real for some of us since this pandemic has started. You've had that moment when you walked in the store. Come on and be honest with me. You walked in the store and you've, you've seen everybody uh, dressed in their masks and nobody's talking to anybody, spread out and trying to avoid walking too closely behind anybody else because you don't want to inhale what they're exhaling. And, and that experience has made you want to turn around because if that's what life is going to be like, you'd rather not do life that way and you just feel like giving up. And listen, all of us, listen to me. Let me hear, give you some hope in all 
all of this because all of us are experiencing the same anxieties and the same fears. We're watching the same news. We're hearing the same reports. We're trying our best to avoid the same virus. We're seeing the same misguided decisions on the state and federal levels of putting profit before people. We're watching the same unprincipled policies being signed into the executive orders. We're feeling the same hopelessness as we watch a nation regress to an era of racialized politics. We're carrying the same stress of our way of life having been interrupted, our plans having been disrupted, and our emotions having erupted. Sometimes over the smallest of things after six months of coexisting with COVID-19 in a country where people confuse and conflate their freedoms with the need for public health. It's enough to make you want to give up. And as tensions rise this morning, this morning, this morning, as residents along the Gulf Coast await the arrival of two tropical storms, as we consider what will become of the storm that's churning in our nation as it relates to race and class, I want to tell you about the believer's secret sauce that will help you get through what we're going through without giving up the secret sauce that will separate you from the crowd and give you that extra strength, that extra peace, that extra grace, the secret sauce that gives you extra hope, extra faith that will allow you to be able to handle things with just a little more peace and a little more grace, the secret sauce that gives you a peaceful sleep, a deeper rest, a calming spirit, the secret sauce that gives you a quieter disposition and a more optimistic outlook, the secret sauce that will help you go to work without being stressed, help you come home without being high-strung, the secret sauce that helps you go to bed without needing to sedate or self-medicate. The secret sauce that will keep your marriage fulfilling, your heart joyful, keep your mind at ease, keep your spirit content, and keep your soul at rest. In our text, help me preach this if you can. In our text, we see that Paul had discovered the secret of enduring life's harsh realities without becoming hopeless. That's how he begins this chapter. Look, look at the very first chapter, very first verse in chapter number four. He writes, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Listen to it. We, we faint not. Therefore, we've received this ministry as we receive mercy. We faint not. Paul writes to the believers of Corinth. We have this ministry, this calling, this life purpose to which God has called us. And in this calling, we're not giving up. And to be sure, the ministry to which Paul had been called came with many challenges, physical challenges, emotional challenges, financial challenges. But with all of the challenges that Paul faced, he continued serving, saying, we think not. In other words, we're not giving up. Paul goes a little bit further. In describing the struggles and the challenges of having been called to ministry. Look down at verse 8. He says in verse 8, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. In other words, Paul says, even with all the things that are happening to us, I've got the stuff. 
<laughs> I got the sauce that allows me, even when I've been beaten, to not be broken. Help me, somebody. I've got the stuff that keeps me from stressing out even when I'm being stretched to the limits. I've got the stuff that keeps me from losing it when I've lost everything. I wish I had a witness in your house right now. I've got the stuff that lets me keep serving others even when everybody else keeps serving themselves. I've got the secret sauce that keeps me from giving up. And he already told you what it was. You just read over it. You missed it. Read it again. He says, therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Paul says, listen, we've been given this ministry, and although this ministry comes with trouble and with persecution, it comes with hardships, it comes with misunderstanding, although it comes with being talked about and lied on, although it comes with all kinds of things, We've not only received the assignment of this ministry, but we've received the secret of his mercy. He applied his mercy on my life. He, he put mercy on my mind. He spread mercy upon my heart. And Paul is keenly aware of the role that God's mercy plays in his life and in his ministry. Several places. You read Paul's writings. The apostle credits mercy as the thing that makes the difference. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, Paul writes, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. But I obtained what? Mercy. Because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 25 part B Paul writes yet I give my judgment as one that have obtained mercy of the Lord to be faithful Paul continually acknowledges God's mercy as the thing that has both placed him and prepared him to carry out faithful ministry and the reason Paul is quick to credit God's mercy is because Paul knows just how messed up he was Wish I had a witness in here. Paul, Paul knows just how lost and how low he was. Paul, Paul says, so listen, because I know, I know where I was and I see where I am. I know that it's because I've received mercy. Because I know where I come from and I see where I am now. The only way I could be where I am now and who I am now is because of God's mercy. My brothers and sisters, and every now and then, you ought to remember what the Lord has done with you to get you where you are right now, what he had to bring you through, and what he had to deliver you from, and what he had to liberate you from being a slave to. I know, I know, I know, I know you're saved now. I know you live for the Lord now. I know you serve in missions and ministries now, but every now and then, you ought to go back in your mind and remember who and how you used to be, where you used to go, what you used to do and how you used to talk and the mind you used to have and thank God for his mercy changing you and making you a new creature in Christ. The fact of the matter is that the Lord had to work on you and work with you and work some things off of you to get you where you are today. Paul, Paul, Paul is not ashamed to acknowledge that before he was a believer, he was a blasphemer. Before he was a preacher, he was a persecutor. Before he helped to heal the brokenhearted, he caused injury to the body of Christ. He says, but I obtained mercy. God, he said, had mercy 
on me. God saved me. God worked with me and worked on me so that he can now work through me. And Paul says the thing that keeps me from fainting or giving up is God's mercy. My God, my God, and somebody, 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 I feel my help right here. Somebody ought to be a witness this morning that mercy is the thing that keeps me from throwing in the towel. Mercy keeps me from giving up. Mercy keeps me from quitting. Mercy keeps me from writing my letter of resignation. Mercy keeps me from filing for divorce. Mercy keeps me from withdrawing from school. Mercy keeps me from giving up on life. Mercy keeps me. The songwriter said, I almost let go Felt like I couldn't take life anymore. Problems had me down. Depression weighed me down. But he held me close so I wouldn't let go. God's mercy kept me. Good God Almighty. So I wouldn't let go. Now understand, 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 understand. God's mercy. You need to understand what mercy is made up of. Mercy's got some special ingredients in it. Moses found out one day on top of Mount Sinai when the Lord passed by him while Moses held the Ten Commandments in his hand. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 34 verse 6, and the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression of sin and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty. You see, watch this, watch this, don't miss it. Mercy it's like a secret sauce itself. It's made up of different in ingredients. The first ingredient to God's mercy, Paul's, uh, uh, the text says, is a measure of grace. Look at it. Gr grace, grace. He said, the Lord God merciful and gracious. Grace means that he gives us what we don't deserve. Can anybody be a witness this morning that God gave you some stuff? That you don't even deserve. Don't, don't, don't act like you deserve everything you got. God gave you some things that you don't even qualify. My God, you don't even qualify for. God opened some doors that, that you aren't even qualified to walk in. But his mercy and grace. Which I had a witness in here. The second, second thing, second ingredient in God's mercy. Is this certain amount of long suffering or patience. Patience means that God just puts up with us, puts up with us longer than he ought to. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad that the Lord didn't give up on me. I know some of you think, I know some of you think that, 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 that you all of that and, and you don't ever do anything. No, God has not only mercy, but he has patience with you. Then, then, then the third thing that is added is an abundance of goodness and truth. That simply means that God favors and fights for us. And then rounding out this ingredient list is an unlimited amount of forgiveness, which means that, that the Lord does not hold our faults against us. And when you mix all of that together, grace with patience, with goodness and truth and forgiveness, when you mix all of that up, you get the sauce of God's mercy. The Bible declares that the mercies of the Lord are renewed morning by morning. That means every day, Pat, I get a new mercy. A mercy that I need for that day's trouble. A mercy that I need for that day's issues. But, but, but Mike, tomorrow I get mercy for those days' issues. Yeah, and the next morning I get mercies 
for those such morning by morning new good God Almighty new mercies I see God God's got a mercy for the day that you need for the day but he's got your mercy already hooked up and ready and on cue for tomorrow when Paul considered all of the mess and messiness of his life that mercy had to work through and all the stuff that mercy had to walk off all the grind that mercy had to cut through in order for him to get to be the person that he was he says watch this we faint not in other words watch this Paul says I'm not gonna give up on God thank you Ian for singing that because God didn't give up on me God, God, God stayed right there with me in the laboratory of my life, working through my issues, working through my mess, working through my mistakes, and he applied mercy for that and grace for this and forgiveness for that, and because he did not give up on me, I will not give up on God. We faint not. So we pick up in our text, and I'm going to close this out with these three quick points how to keep moving forward and how not to give up. Paul writes, for which cause we faint not, but through though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Three quick points, here they are. If you're not going to give up in life, you first must understand that it's an inside job. Paul says, look, watch it, though our outward man is perishing, our inward man is renewed day by day. Paul says in moments of struggle and challenge, you can't rely on your flesh. You've got to rely on an inward man. You, you, there are some things, watch this, you're not going to be able to power your way through. You're not going to have the willpower to get through it. You've got to have the inward man, your spirit man, renewed morning by morning because you and I, you know and I know there are some devils tomorrow that you're going to have to deal with. There's some demons on Wednesday that are going to come your way, and you need your inner man renewed. Good God Almighty. That's why the Apostle John said, Greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. You cannot overcome everything by yourself. No, no, you've got to have the inward man. It's what Paul meant when he talked about crucifying the flesh daily so that we are more led by the Spirit of God than we are by our own motivations when my inner man is working you can do what you want i'm gonna go on when my inner man is working you can hit me how you want but i'm not going to give up when my inner man is working you can say what you want you can act how you want you can do what you want i'm not giving up i'm not giving out but i'm going on that's what the songwriter meant when he said i feel like going on I feel like though trials come on every hand, I feel like, why? Because I've got something on the inside that helps me to handle what's coming at me from the outside. Number two, number two, if you're, gonna, if you're not going to give up on life and the things that life brings your way, number two, you must realize that temporary trials produce lasting treasures. Listen to it, it's in the verse, verse number 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Listen to that. Our light affliction is but for, watch this, a moment. T touch, touch your neighbor if you got one next to you. Tell them it, it's just temporary. 
Go, go ahead, go ahead, text your family member. Text them right now. Text your family member. Tell them what you're going through is just temporary. DM your Facebook friend and tell them it's just temporary. We're going to get out of this thing. It's temporary. It won't be like this always. It's temporary. This struggle, this hurt, this pain won't last. It's temporary. I know you're sick now, but you won't be sick always. It's temporary. I know we're entering the sixth month of being a different kind of life experience, but in the long view of things, this six months is but a temporary moment. And you don't need to give up and lose heart and lose hope because this is but a light affliction, a temporary trial. But it's a temporary trial, watch this, a temporary trial that is producing, producing lasting treasure. Lasting treasure. In other words, this temporary thing is going to work to produce something that is more precious and more lasting in your life. That's what trials do. They have a way of pulling stuff out of us that we didn't even know was in us. Trials come, the songwriter said, to make you strong. Problems deepen your prayer life in a way that it never would have been deepened. When you are pressed, Paul says that's when a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory is produced in our lives. Temporary trials produce lasting treasures that keep us from giving up. Third thing, I'm through, here it is. Last thing to keep in mind that will keep you from giving up. Keep you from giving up. Here it is, here it is. You may, watch this, listen, listen real good. You may not see the fruit of every seed. Yeah, you, you, oh shucks. You may not see the fruit of every seed. See, see, if truth be told, a lot of us give up on things because we don't see the results that we thought we should be seeing right about now. You, you know I'm telling the truth. A, a lot of us give up because, because we think we've been working, we've been planting, we've been laboring, we've been doing everything we're supposed to do, and we still don't see any fruit on the vine. And because the tree isn't producing any fruit, we feel like, come on and talk to me if you can, we feel like giving up. We feel like throwing in a tie. But I need you to understand, there are some seeds that you plant that will produce exactly how you expect it. On time. In the right season. But then there are some other seeds that you plant and you work and you read and you try to figure out what's causing that seed from producing. I need to tell you, beloved, there's some seeds that are just what I'm going to call late bloomers. <laughs> Wish I had a witness in here. Yeah, yeah, you 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 know some parent, some parent know you 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 planted some seeds early in your child's life. And you've been waiting 
to see that thing that you planted bloom, take root and bloom and produce fruit. You planted that seed when she was just eight years old. And you have not seen the fruit of that seed even at 18. Oh, shucks. But I need to tell somebody this morning, don't give up. Because you may not see the fruit of every seed that you plant. It may come right on time, but it may also come a little later in life. So whatever you do, don't give up. Because there are some seeds that will produce fruit in, watch this, its season. I said it will produce fruit in its season. You, you've been trying to rush it. You, you thought that its season was before it is, but it shall produce in its season and I need to tell somebody to hang on in there because after a while your fruit will yeah produce when it's time do I have a I didn't I, I, I really didn't mean to do all of this but but I feel my help here because there's somebody who's wanting to give up on life there's somebody who's wanting to give up on their marriage. There is somebody who's wanting to give up on their job. There is somebody who's wanting to give up on their children. But I stopped by this morning to encourage somebody's heart to faint not. Don't be weary in well-doing. For in due season, good God Almighty, the writer said, we shall reap if we faint not. Good God Almighty, you ought to tell your neighbor, don't faint. Whatever you do, don't faint. Whatever you do, don't give up. Say yes. Here it is, here it is, here it is. Whatever you do, I'm through. Here it is. Whatever you do, don't give Paul, Paul, Paul understood that there were some, watch it, I'm going to show it to you. There were some things, some seeds that he could plant that he would never see the fruit of, and he was all right with it. Watch it. He, he said, he said, he said, <laughs> he said as an old aged man when he was getting ready to transition from earth to heaven he said to his spiritual son Timothy he said I fought a good fight he said I finished my course he said I kept the faith I need to tell somebody this morning, whatever you do, keep the faith. Whatever you feel like doing, keep the faith. When you feel like throwing in and walking out and going the other way, keep the faith. 
and do what the songwriter said and just go on. I feel, I don't know how you feel, but I got a going on in my spirit right now. I feel like going on. There are going to be trials. There are going to be hardships. There are going to be problems. But none of that should cause the believer to give up. Because you've got the secret sauce to go on. And I feel, mm, said I feel, mm, my God, oh, I feel, I feel, said I feel like going on. I wish somebody at the house would help me sing that. Oh, I feel, I feel like go, going on. My God, my God. Anybody going, got a going on in your heart? I feel like going, going on. The trials, trials come on every, 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 every hand. Said I feel, my God, I feel like going on, going on, my Lord, my Lord. Mm. My brothers and my sisters, if you're at your house, at your home, whatever room of your home you're in right now, if you're on the job and you took your lunch break, whatever you're doing, you felt like giving up, you've wondered if you could make it, you've wondered if you could continue and be faithful to the calling to which God has called you. I want to encourage you this morning. You can. But not in your own power. Not in your own might. But by my spirit. Uh, saith the Lord. I want to encourage you this morning. If you don't know the Lord as your savior. And you're wondering. Who is this Lord who gives me the spirit that I need to be able to make it. Whoever you are and wherever you are, I want you right now. I need you right now to pray this prayer in faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, come into my heart. I felt like giving up. I felt like giving up on life. I felt like giving up on love. I felt like giving up on people. I've even felt like giving up on myself. But Lord, right now, this morning, I'm giving you a chance. Come into my heart. Make me a new creature. And Lord, I promise right now that as I make this confession of faith, that I will keep the faith. I will walk by faith.
I am now saved by faith. For I believe Jesus to be the Son of God. I believe he rose again from the dead. I accept him now as Savior and Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Now if you prayed that prayer, I want you to contact us. I want you to call the number that you will see on your screen. There's going to be someone there who's waiting for you to speak with you, to pray with you, and to give you next steps for how to live your new life in Christ. So that whatever comes about in life, even when it gets hard and you are hard pressed, that you'll have the secret on the inside that keeps you from giving up. Won't you call now? And keep, keep the faith. Oh, tell somebody on your road. Turn to them and say, keep, keep the faith. Oh, it's all right. Turn to your other neighbor and tell them to keep the faith. Keep the faith. Oh, I want you to encourage somebody else. Tell them just keep the faith. Keep the faith. Oh, I have another question for you. Tell me, where do you look? Where do you look? When there's nowhere else to look. When there's nowhere else to look. Where do you turn? My brothers and my sisters, this morning we are delighted and privileged to share in one of the two ordinances of the church. You who have been able to come and receive communion, you who have had delivered communion, we want you now to get your cups ready. And if you did not have an opportunity to do either, then I want you and I'm going to give you a moment to go to your pantry and find a cracker, amen, Ritz, saltine, either one will do, amen, find you some juice, preferably grape juice, I'll leave it right there, amen, I'm giving you a moment, but we're going to share in the Lord's Supper this morning, what a privilege it is to take in these symbols that represent the body and the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of him. And so if you will now, let's prepare to partake of the Lord's Supper. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless now these elements. As we eat this bread and drink this wine, let us recall the sacrifice of your son let us also be filled by the presence and power of your spirit that as he died for us, we might live for him. In Jesus' name, amen. He took bread, break it and blessed it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Likewise, in the same manner, he took the cup and blessed it, saying, This is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. So often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again. Let us drink together. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out 
into the Mount of Olives. Amen. Can we get a little bit of what a fellowship? Oh, we got it. All right. All right. Bless his name. Bless his name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my brothers and my sisters. Listen, we want you, we want, I want you um, to keep, um, keep in mind the times that we're in. Uh, very important times and, and we see the numbers uh, fluctuating up and down. Uh, that only means one thing, that this thing is still very volatile. Uh, it's a moving target and so let us remain vigilant uh, in our approaches to remaining healthy. Amen. We will stay prayed up and in a little while we will begin Bible study again. I'm excited to start that with you guys. So glad that I'm back in the, in the house of God with you. So glad to be a part of your Sunday morning experience. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.